It is the all-new, not-so-new Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you here on this snowy Thursday here in the city. Just after 11 o'clock, we're talking all things fantasy sports for the next hour here. Before we hand things over to Alan Mitchell and Declan Kruger for the Lowdown with Low Tie, the show, as always, brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky. Home of Alberta's best beef jerky. Locations in Leduc's Bruce Grove, West Edmonton Mall. Check them out online at wilhawkbeefjerky.com. I'm going to tell you again in case there's anyone that's just tuning in. Great stocking stuffers. A little Wilhawk gift card. Maybe you're going to a party, an office party. You don't want to go empty-handed. You want to bring in something that's going to get the people going. Swing by Wilhawk. Grab some spicy carrots. Pickled carrots. Pickled carrots. I, I, as someone who doesn't buy pickled vegetables, uh, the word always escapes me. You could buy some jerky, some sausage, some candy, all sorts of things. Some some barbecue sauce, some uh, rubs for yeah. your meats. It'd be weird if you showed up at a party with those, but great stocking stuffers. Oh, yeah. It's like, I don't like your sauce, but I got some elite sauce here. Actually, maybe it would be a good thing to take some barbecue sauce. That would be quite the power moves to show up to like a dinner party (laughs) and be like, I brought my own sauce and I'm not sharing. Yeah. I only buy two barbecue sauces. One is Willock. The other, no free plugs. Uh, 1-833-401-1440. If you want to get into the conversation here, we'll talk... NFL, we'll talk NHL, we could talk Shohei Otani, Juan Soto going to the Yankees. Mm. Where do you take him in your rotisserie league? We'll have to ask Alan Mitchell that. Yanks are looking good. Yeah. Bring in uh, Verdugo. Whatever. Soto. Whatever. Not going to matter when the Jays sign Shohei. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Throw it all out the window and we get Shohei, and he teaches the young bucks a thing or two about hitting, and then Bichette gets better. Vladdy gets Bo better. Bo comes back. Vladdy returns to... I don't even need him to be MVP type Vladdy. I do. But I certainly don't <laughs> want him to be what we saw this year because it was, frankly, not very good. Yeah. Maybe, like, Shohei can teach him, like, focusing on base running, not getting, not zoning out. Not just be, like, like out that. there in the, I mean, hey, guilty, been there. You're out on the bases <laughs> and you're like, you look down in the dirt as you're, like, pacing yourself off the base and you're like, man, that little rivet in the dirt looks just like my grandmother or something like you know whatever the way the shadows and the dirt gets uh, swirled around and then next thing you know you're thrown out picked off on the bag um yeah he could use a because shohei a surprisingly fast guy too he can steal some bags yeah for a big man 100 percent, 100 percent. um it'll be interesting to see what happens uh today on the show we're just gonna open it up we're gonna go wherever you guys want to go i thought about going nhl but i thought you know Let's see Let's see what direction the texters want to take this show today. Maybe you want to talk about the Oilers last night. Did you have Zach Hyman in your lineup? Because he looked okay. Three goals. Zach Hyman. I, I, it was really circulating last night. As Declan Kruger walks past our studio in West Edmonton Mall, the, the old editor in Leaf tweet about how Zach Hyman's contract is might be the worst of all time. And I will say, in the last year or two, maybe maybe that's a regrettable contract. But you're signing him for the first five, right? Like, that's where you want him. Uh, I don't know if you guys had seen that tweet. Brandon, have you seen it? I, oh, yeah. It's I've very seen, popular it, it on Oilers Twitter. It gets brought up very regularly. Almost any night Zach Kyman goes off. It's a, a love love to uh, go old takes exposed on that one. Um, and I can't remember who said it this morning, if it was our uh, good friend Mark Spector or uh, Alan Mitchell uh, from the Lowdown with Low Tide, who said, like, that, that will be 
right now and probably even when it's done, even if the last year or two are not great, the best free agent signing in Edmonton Oilers history. Best free agent signing in Canadian sports history until Shohei Otani. <laughs> yeah. That's how it can, good it was. It can hold that title can, for <laughs> three more days. Fingers crossed, baby. Yes, Zach Hyman was absolutely fantastic, and he's been great all year for this team, and, and that's exactly like, that's what you want from this team. He's always going to give you that effort. Even if the puck's not going in the net, he'll be doing the little things and showing up for sure. Uh, other Oilers who had games of note, I, I don't know if you had Matthias Janmark. Mm. Maybe uh, Would need a pretty deep league to be slotting him in on a regular basis, I think. If you had a hunch and went with him in daily face or daily fantasy, that would be quite the move. Do you move. think he'd even be available? Because I know I sometimes... Know. I hope I, so. Maybe on a light night like that where there were only four games, maybe they expand the uh, players that you can... Because it's not like you can pick any given player off the roster. Like, they do limit it. You can't uh, go and grab buddy guy fourth line center from X team for 400 bucks in daily fantasy. At least not the ones I see or when I check it uh, whenever I'm diving into it. But, I mean, hey, with only four games last night, maybe you could... Get Matthias Janmark. Uh, this just coming down now. Uh, Philip Roberg loaned to the Bakersfield Condor is not a mm. surprise. That's, in my opinion, probably the best spot for him for now and for the foreseeable future until a spot opens up where he can play. Uh, ben Gleason has been recalled. I actually really liked him in preseason. He he played really well. And we were talking with David Schlemko, uh, NHL veteran of uh, 400 plus games, a co host on Wednesdays with the Carrier Show. He said um, the uh, Deneen. Yeah, he's another name that was rumored to be brought he's, up. Uh, he's who Schlemko uh, really likes and thinks would fit in well into that kind of spare piece spot for the Oilers' defense core. But I, I think we saw a lot of promise from some of these guys that, you know, we don't expect them to be everyday NHLers. They're not going to play a ton of NHL games. But in terms of serviceable and spot duty, the Oilers are surprisingly deep at that position on the back end. What they lack is, uh, you know, the guys that can actually step in and play, say, top four minutes or something like that. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing is that Philip Broberg needs to play. He needs to be somewhere where he will play with Ben Gleason. With all due respect, uh, a little older, probably someone you're a lot more comfortable. And I won't say probably, guaranteed, you're a lot more comfortable with him sitting in the press box a little bit. Uh, maybe, you know, injuries can happen if you need him to jump in for a game or two. That's fine, but... Philip Broberg for his development needs to play and he had a good run off the Condors a couple of years ago but mm. get down there play 20 plus minutes a night get get power play time that's where he needs still to be only, still only 22 years old so like yeah. I, I get the frustration from uh, from Oilers Nation about you know the lack of success and lack of hitting on first round draft picks in the recent years and Broberg being a top 10 pick that kind of hits even a little bit closer to home but this guy's still young I mean like he I'm not saying he's without fault, but the opportunities he's presented have not been great. Like, this is a team that is competing. Yes, the start was very bad, but still competing for a Stanley Cup. That is not a team where it's easy for a young, inexperienced defenseman to crack rosters. When you, the other, like, even the guys you're competing with, Vincent DeHarnay at the start of the season, they already have a leg up on you in terms of games played, experience, minute game, years, like, age wise. Like, DeHarnay, a very old rookie uh, last season with the Oilers. So, Tough spot for him. I'm hoping he can go down and, and kind of get things, the ship righted back on track because all the, the intangibles are still there. The size, the, the skating, like that is something you cannot really teach and he does it so well. Um, it's just a matter of getting a little bit of confidence back in his game and and when opportunity does present itself again, kind of seizing it and, and running with it. So Yeah, I mean, and I think there's kind of parallels there with like Raphael Lavoie as well. Like, 100%. I mean, Lavoie is a top six 
player. That That's kind of his style. If he wants to play in the NHL, he'd probably have to adapt and do different things. Philip Roberg's probably, you know, a top four defenseman, ideally, right? He had that, that upside when he drafted him in the first round. Playing him in spot duty here and there on the third pairing is not, it, it's probably not going to go well for him. So let him go play. You know, injuries happen. Maybe he works on a few different things. Maybe they try to develop him differently, but getting out there and playing is certainly the way to go. Uh, Walnuts in the park says, well, boys, Ty Ratty also played well in the preseason. Well, we're not saying that uh, Gleason's going to come up here and light it up. People also were predicting Ty Ratty to score 50 playing with Connor McDavid. Do, is it, we're, ta- like, we're talking about with Gleason here. Like, do we even necessarily expect him to play a game? No. Like, Unless they go 11 and 7. Unless, <laughs> which I think we've uh, well established that Chris Knobloch is not quite as big of a fan of um, as uh, Jay Woodcroft was. And I would say not at all. And I'm sure all the Oilers defensemen are glad to hear that too because I don't, I have yet to meet a defenseman, whether it be in minor hockey, professional, NHL, or even beer league that likes playing seven defensemen. Yeah. It, it, Strutty told us best. He's like, it kind of sucks. It's hard to get. It's unless terrible. You're, unless you're top four, it's hard to get, you know, that if you're the bottom half of it, it's just, it's not going to go well. one 1440 Philip Broberg just sent down to the Bakersfield Condors. Ben Gleason recalled. Walnut says just screwing around. Yeah, I know, I know. But it, it is true. I mean, we do. And I, I think not so much now, but during that decade of darkness, we did get hyped about preseason success and probably put a little too much stock into it. And it didn't quite work out. Uh, Boreal Bear- Bernie says, go Shep alums. Yeah, T-Birds. Totem hoop going on this weekend. We might have someone from Shep on tomorrow for a little little hit just to let us know what's going on this weekend down at Shep for Totem Hoop. Always a good time. Just accidentally clicked on an older text. Jim Brown was one who came to mind. <laughs> yeah, Kevin and I were talking about uh, the possibility of a Travis Kelsey retirement in the not-so-distant future. Um comparing him to the likes of others who hung it up, uh, Jim Brown doing so uh, to pursue a career in media, acting, glitz and glam. Kelsey probably would uh, would follow suit. He's already got a pretty good foothold in that world. Um, and this is totally discounting the fact that he is still dating who I would probably describe as the biggest music artist in the world. Yeah. Even yeah. if she's not my cup of tea. I mean, Person of the year she was named yesterday by Time Magazine. I got no problem with it. She's pretty big. She's still the sold out stadiums. Here's this is a she jumped into the football world. This is a big tangent, and I, I apologize to the listeners who probably could not care less. But did is was there when did winning time person of the year lose a lot of luster? Because obviously the Swifties are all pumped about this. But like, was it not when you actually contributed something like to society or did something great like? I know it's it's not a Nobel Prize. I'm not trying to say that that's the, the level of being named Times Person of the Year. But she's a musician. What? And I'm sure she has tons of charitable endeavors that I'm not as familiar with. But, like, what what makes her Time Person of the Year besides selling out a world tour and being able to do – like, she could do the world three times over and sell out every time. Like, what is what did she do to earn that? Well, I mean, you got to think she is pretty good for the economy. Every time she goes to a city, she makes that city millions of dollars. Does she? She, she makes a lot of people happy. Yeah, people flock to these cities. They go to restaurants. They go, they buy... Millions of dollars? Millions. Corner. I'd say billions. Each show? Yeah. 
60,000 people. How many of those people are local? 80,000 plus for like MetLife Stadium. You're going to, you're spending money on dinners. You're spending money on shopping in these cities. You're spending money to get there. Like, man, come on. This is great for the economy. Okay. I'm going to look into seeing. If if that's so true, then why is the economy still in the toilet? Well, she can't do it all herself. (laughs) Jeez, you're not going to put this all on Taylor Swift. Um, just looking, there's been political leaders, Elon Musk, we had Kamala Harris and Biden, Thunberg, the Guardians. The Guardians? Donald Trump, I don't know. Awards are shams, man, like the MVP in the NFL. It's going to a quarterback. Anything, there's always personal bias in these things. This is... Awards are shams. We got a couple texts in. In fact, that two different people texted the same thing, and one of them, it was their first time ever texting the show. Uh, so it's A, thanks for texting. B, drop your name so we can save into the system, but both... Snarly and this unnamed texter, uh, Hitler, named Person of the Year. No credibility, in my opinion. Um, fair. Fair point. That was a long time ago. And I think Saddam Hussein was actually awarded the key to the city to Detroit at one point. Um, a lot of the people well, like that. Bin Laden has a connection to the stage, too. Not, uh, not good people, terrible people, evil people. Um, when they start, people don't know that. Right. There's a reason the cult leaders, things like that. The charisma is real. They get to that position for a reason. And uh, Adolf Hitler complete like saved the German economy. So there, there's that. That's why he won it. This was obviously before we know what we know now. So, um, but we don't have to dive into that. This is sports talk. Right. I was just looking <laughs> at it, and the U.S. economy got a 5.7 billion dollar boost from her tour. Where'd those numbers come from? The Washington Post. Uncredible. No, <laughs> fake news. Fake news. No, I'm just kidding. That is insane. Wow. Color me. Uh, I'm happy to admit when I'm wrong because I'm wrong all the time. Uh, that is incredibly impressive. And she makes people happy. And she also she makes people frustrated. But she makes think- a lot of people mad too because like there's there are still a lot of haters out there. Taylor Swift winning the time version of the year is equivalent to William Naller, William Nylander winning comeback player of the year after he held out. Yeah, those were those were the days, simpler times when Nylander came back from a holdout and people said, comeback player of the year. <laughs> Man, that was like Toronto peak media. Ear Candy says, I hope Taylor Swift shows up tonight's NFL game. She'd be the best highlight. Absolutely. Uh, let's, let's go to break. When we come back, we'll talk about tonight's NFL game, Patriots, Steelers. Uh, we had Harry earlier saying, I don't know, Mike Trey, pick six, over, under, how many picks? Who's Mike Trey? That is a name I either don't know. It's like Shields yesterday. Does he, is is that somebody that's on one of these teams' defenses that I'm just not familiar with? And is, that could very be true. I don't know the name of every defensive player on uh, out-of-division teams that compared to like the team that I follow most closely. Harry, follow that up with a little more info and we'll talk about it. At, <laughs> at first I read like M, I'm like Mac Jones? No, that wouldn't that would make sense. Sometimes voice to text and sometimes we're just old and we're not hip with it and we don't know what's going on. So, so true. Uh, <laughs> so true. So so make sure you send those in. Cake says, how many people went into debt purchasing Swift tickets? Oh, that's a good point. That's a good hey, but you know what? The man profits off debt, doesn't he? It's unfortunate, but you can't trust the system. Can't trust it. Be careful. Don't go into debt. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk NFL Thursday night, or we'll look at tonight's NHL games as well. Still to come on the show, we'll also let you know exactly what's going on on the station. Lowdown.
with low tide. We got the Jason Greger show. We got the month of giving continuing. Hey, we got something going on this Saturday down at uh, Rogers Place with the Edmonton Oil Kings. We'll tell you all about it and more coming up next on Fantasy Frenzy. Hallie and Douglas on Sports 1440. We are back here on Fantasy Frenzy. Connor Hallie, Brandon Douglas with you. Brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in the Duke's Bruce Grove. And right here in West Edmonton Mall. It's a little quiet here at the mall today. Lots of parking spots available. I think that must have to do with the weather. Uh, if you are heading out today or you are on the road, you know, take it easy. Make sure your wiper fluid is full because it is kind of messy. And I'm sure it's only going to get messier out there. one 401 is the text line. Let's talk some fantasy sports. We'll go into the mailbag brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. You can join the CBH for Monday, Thursday, and Sunday night football for your chance to win awesome game day prizes and qualify for a chance to win a trip or two to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. And if you join Brandon tonight down at the Ellerslie location, you got a chance to potentially go to the home opener of your choice in the 2024 NFL season. Also, you can go to any location and have a chance to win, but you could also join Brandon. Maybe he'll buy you a beer or a dangle down at Ellerslie. It's going to be a football game. I'm not going to say a good one. Steelers, Patriots. But the food and drinks and company will be fantastic. There will be football. <laughs> it could be competitive. Yeah. To, well, by definition. Yeah. Ye, well, actually, I don't know. What is the actual comp- definition of competitive? Because they, here's what I'll say. The score will probably be close. Chargers-Patriots was competitive because was it was 6 nothing. Although I never really thought the Patriots would score. All they needed was one broken play, and they would have won that game. Do they have anybody on their offense capable of doing such a thing? Well, Ramondre Stevens was out, wasn't hurt. He? Yeah, well, the, Zeke? the, the Chargers hurt him. Zeke. You got Devontae Parker. The Chargers hurt him. We did. Bounty. Tuli Tule Palotu. Bounty. The old hip drop. Bounty gate uh, part two, question mark. Yeah. The Chargers going after Ramondre? You know, I wouldn't say that's the case, but it's it's a man's game and things happen. Anyways, if you want to join Brandon down at the brew house tonight, <laughs> you can do so. Uh, Joe Daddy said, I had Zach Hyman on my fantasy team, and I would not trade him for anything. I wouldn't either. Leading the Oilers in goal scoring so far, and he's a great team guy. Just very quickly. Good morning, guys. All the awards for sports and movies, all the politicians' awards are not real. Everything is set up from Gordon. I'm with what? you, Gordon. It's a sham. <laughs> what? Awards are shams. It's all about who you know. Uh, for not- sports, though? Yeah. I mean... Go look at Pat. Like all go, sports? Go listen to Pat McAfee's uh, story about the Punter of the Year award. First of all, I can't believe that's an award. Or um, When he was in college, it was Kicker of the Year, but whatever. Uh, no, I'm not familiar with that. I'll have to check it out. <laughs> I, th- I thought I'd heard all of uh, Pat's good stories, but that uh, that's one I don't think I've heard. He, he swayed me that uh, awards are a sham. It's about who you know. Unless it's like a scoring race, then it's undeniable, I suppose. Uh, Dino says, not a Swifty, but looking at how many millions she gave to Cherry in each city she played in. Made me respect her big time. There you go. Yeah, like I said, I, I, I'm I very sure that she had a lot of charitable endeavors. You can't make that much money without it because, like, when you have as much money and earn as much money as Taylor Swift has, you will not spend that in nine lifetimes, even if you live a pretty extravagant way of living. So, and the thing is, most people, when they make money, they give it away. Like, to, to good causes, to charity and stuff. So, like I said, I was sure she did. I just wasn't familiar with it. So thank you for, for clarifying. Do you know, I'll take a, a deeper look into exactly what charities she does support. The irony of Edmonton media complaining about Toronto media and Nylander getting a comeback player of the year after celebrating McDavid getting a star on Canada's Walk of Fame is hilarious. 
I'm not sure I follow. It's not Edmonton's Walk of Fame. It's Canada's. Canada did it. Also, AT in the deer. And I didn't really celebrate him getting it. it. Like, I'm pretty sure his people made that happen. So, big deal. It's a sham, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like you said, Connor, it's all about who Sydney you know. Crosby's not there yet. So, yeah. Maybe some Edmonton media, but don't paint us all in the same brush or whatever. Is that irony? <laughs> Define irony. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't think this Walk of Fame's that big of a deal. Alanis Morissette really confused a lot of people about what real irony is because. Most things in the song ironic are not actually ironic, if not all of them, I think. It'd be like ironic they're, if I said I hate all birds just, and then a bird hit me in the face? He, no, that's just coincidental. Okay. <laughs> birds birds suck. They can't fly. But they're Like if I said they can't fly and then one, a flying one hit me, would that be something? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, question in from Chomskers. In one league, Herbert, Dylan, or Beckham? I, this sounds like a super flex league, right? Khalil. Where, oh, there's that, another Herbert? I ha- have to guess. <laughs> yeah, I okay. I have to guess he means Khalil Herbert. Uh, in that one, geez. I, Beckham's too up and down for me, so I, I'd probably rip him out of there immediately. I kind of like Dylan. I do too. Um, I don't think Aaron Jones is expected to play again this week, uh, but do not. I, I'm saying that purely with nothing to back it up because I have not checked any injury reports yet this week. I normally do that come Thursday. Excuse me. Uh, but the Packers take it on the Giants. They're a bad team. Um, that Wow, two Monday night games. Well, I think I know which one I'm going to be watching. Although that does no screaming, uh, screaming hell either, Titans-Dolphins. But um, Khalil Herbert and the Bears going up against the Lions. The Lions defense looked like it had made strides to being better. But now they're kind of back to being just like, okay, we just have to try and outscore whoever we're playing and we'll win, which they certainly have the capability of doing. I think Herbert or Dylan are probably the, the better choices. Um, if Aaron Jones is not playing, then I think I prefer Dylan. But if Jones is even, um, even if he's dressed, like if he's going to be playing any snaps at all, then I think uh, I'd probably go Herbert. But And then in League 2, Flowers, Myers, Algier, or Ford? I go Ford or Flowers. Flowers if it's PPR. Yes, concur. I concur. We're on the same wavelength there. Uh, unholy Goalie. Hey, Unholy Goalie, I recognize that name. Thanks for texting in. The thing about Swifty, no matter what people say about her, she'll just shake it off from what I heard. I think we all got to adapt that mindset just a little bit. Uh, We've got Slurpee Sean saying, would you guys start Rice over Gibbs in the flex? I would not. No, you got to go Jameer Gibbs, right? Bit of a down week last week. Um, Playing the Bears. But the Bears defense, uh, particularly their front, well, the whole defense, I should, it's it's not good. Um, even with the addition of Montez Sweat, it's not very good. Uh, and Rasheed Rice, I mean, yes, he kind of uh, came onto the scene, but the only thing I could say about that one is this Bills-Chiefs game. The B- Chiefs defense is very good. The Bills defense, not so much. Um, is this going to be like a shootout type game? Like... It's just going to be points traded back and forth. Like, what we kind of ex- like is this the game what we all thought at the start of the season we'd be saying, a- seeing AFC Championship weekend and what we've seen in the past between them? Because in that case, Rice, if if that is the case, Rice will probably be a big factor in it. I would have to because I do, st- I think he is the Chiefs' number one wide receiver. I don't know if there's much uh, questioning that could be done to that point. Uh, but I, I think it's, I still go with Gibbs. Yes, I'm biased because I, I own him in a league, but. 
up against the Bears, the Lions are a way superior team. They'll probably be up. They'll probably run the ball a ton uh, when they do get up. So I think I like Gibbs there. Uh, Ear Candy, a couple questions. Mahomes or Stroud this week? So Stroud has been a good option for most weeks. This week he's taking on the Jets defense, though. So I And then the Chiefs go up against the Bills. Personally, I think I go Mahomes this week just because I think there are going to be some points put up, and I think we're going to need to see the offensive get it going. Whether in Kansas City could totally kibosh that if it's all of a sudden starts to snow or anything. Stroud, that Jets defense, they're going to get their opportunities, but the Jets defense is still pretty good. It's still trying, which I thought they had given up after the uh, two games ago, was it, uh, where they kind of got ex- uh, embarrassed. Um, but they've come back with a couple good performances. So I, I give credit to the Jets. D. I think Cedar Stroud will still do fine, but I agree with you, Connor. I think Mahomes uh, in this game against the Bills will probably ball out and need to ball out because the Bills are, in theory, still a good team, even if the record might not necessarily reflect it. So uh, he'll have to be at his best to to keep the Chiefs in the mix for that one seed. So uh, I think I like Mahomes over Stroud this week. It's crazy because he, he we've seen it like week after week. He gets let down by his receivers, but there's there's something you just got to go with him. And they also ask about Deontay Johnson or Cortland Sutton in a PPR league. For me, it's obvious. I mean, Deontay is just too up and down. I started in one week and it paid off, but I haven't gone back to him since. Cortland Sutton going up against that Chargers secondary. It pains me to say it, but like they're they're moving corners in and out of the lineup. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, they came. Uh, they they shut out the greatest coach of all time. No big deal. But I still think they're ripe for the picking. And uh, Cortland Sutton's the start. We asked Alan Soslowski this question on Tuesday about: Is there any players in tonight's game that you should be starting? He said maybe Deontay Johnson. <laughs> maybe. I could see Pat Fryermuth. Uh, Kevin Karras is going with him. I'm I'm out. Like. I don't think a single player in tonight's game should be started in your fantasy leagues. So that, by default, makes this answer Cortland Sutton. Yeah, and I think I think he's actually a good start this week. Oh, I, I, the Chargers defense. The, the Broncos, we, we have given them some shine. Yes, they lost the Texans, and Sutton had a pretty quiet game, actually, in that one. Um, but he's been very effective this year. Him and Russell Wilson, uh, both uh, very good fantasy options, pretty well all season, even if they kind of flew under the radar because we still had in our mind that the Broncos totally suck top to bottom. It's not really the case anymore, even coming off a loss. So Sutton's a good player. Uh, Harry says, my 22-year-old daughter and I went to the Taylor Swift movie. I mean, nice. <laughs> Joseph, I think, talking about Alanis Morissette, <laughs> that's the irony of the song. Is it? Which is... <laughs> now my brain's in a total pretzel. That's deep, but that's double, amazing. Double irony. Uh, let's hop over to the NHL. Boys, will you trade Drake Gensel for Tage Thompson? Gensel is inconsistent but will Tage Thompson figure it out uh, he did return to the lineup a couple of days ago don't think he had any points assist uh, one, assist. one assist okay but that you know the rust could be attributed to missing time Gensel for Tage Thompson I'm a Thompson guy I like his skill set I took him in the uh, pool that we're doing that I'm currently in sixth place in so if he can get going that could launch me into first it could happen I like Tage Thompson I might do it the Penguins are kind of a mess right now their power play is on a historically bad run uh, they're like one for 40 um in the last stretch over 34 i think uh, on a stretch right now so they're switching some people around moving both letang and carlson to the number one unit instead of just one of them they flip-flop them there i i love jake gensel he is like as consistent of a goal scorer as you're gonna find in the nhl over that you can look back to his like since he started um consistency has kind of been the name of the game for him what he doesn't have is 
legitimate superstar potential. And that's what Tage Thompson is. Um, the Sabres are loaded up front. Uh, you, he can play with good players no matter what line he's on, no matter how they configure it. Uh, Gensel almost always Sid Crosby's running mate, which is really tempting. But I just I do not like where the Penguins are at right now. And I'm thinking Mike Sullivan might be creeping up on the hot seat a little bit. So uh, I, I would say, yeah, if you can acquire Tage Thompson, go for it. Um, coming off the injury, I, I think he's poised to, to kind of bounce back and be the guy that we've saw over the past couple seasons. Maddie C texting in to one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Embarrassed to have to ask this, but Pierce or Singletary? So we're looking at the Houston Texans backfield. Devin Singletary, Damian Pierce. Pierce missing some games due to injury. Singletary kind of carrying the load. They both have two touchdowns. Singletary is averaging one more yard per game with one less carry. And they average three yards per carry for Pierce. Singletary at 4.1. I mean, with, with Pierce out, it made this question a whole lot easier. But when healthy, both healthy, Brandon, you're the Texans fan. Who, who are they going to count on? Yeah, I don't think you should be embarrassed asking this question at all because we don't it is, know. Because we, we, we certainly don't know the answer. <laughs> I'm not even sure uh, D'Amico Ryans would be able to give you a truthful answer um, if, he, if he had a, a truth serum in his veins because the Texans do not run the ball very much. And this season, they have not run the ball very efficiently either. Last week, Damian Pierce back in the lineup, 41 yards and a touchdown. Excuse me, to... Uh, Devin Singletary, he got uh, one reception on the ground, uh, Colin, or Pierce, pardon me, with none. So even with how much the Texans pass the ball, they don't really check it down a lot, um, at least to their running backs anyway. So like, if I was being really honest with both these guys in the lineup, the fact that it is probably going to remain split, if you had another option, I'd probably steer away from both. Because with one or with just one in the lineup, I think you could probably go to them as a decent chance of a, a score, probably not going to have huge yardage, but a good chance at a touchdown or two with both in the lineup. Like, it's such a coin flip. I, I don't have an answer for you. My answer would be if you have another option, go that way. But if you if these are your last two to fill that flex spot or RB2 spot, I, I'm still enticed by Damian Pierce and what he has shown us in the past, even if this year... He hasn't really been very effective. It's one of those situations where, like, obviously, we talk about fantasy football. So much of it is luck. You could start Singletary. Pierce could start rolling, and they're like, oh, let's just keep feeding them, you know? But then they could get in the red zone and go to Singletary. Like, it's it's a tough one. Yeah, Ear, Ear Candy says Pierce got more touches last week. Yes, but Singletary was more efficient with his touches last yeah. week. Um, almost doubled him in, in terms of yard per carry. And even in games before Pierce's injury, when they were both healthy, Singletary was getting more reps. So... It, it, it is a very, very tough one. But uh, I think Pierce has more explosive qualities, uh, whether it be busting off a run for a big score or just getting used in more snaps as we saw last week. So Fantasy, it, oh. even if his efficiency isn't there, he's still going to get probably more opportunities. Fantasy football was a lot easier back in like 05. Oh, when God. you just drafted Tomlinson or Sean Alexander and they were not splitting carries. They were doing it all. Now we're into this split three, backfield. Three down backs. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you when we need you? Yeah, not anymore. Now you, you, you got more. McCaffrey or Henry, and that's kind of it. Uh, Chomsker says, Simpsons taught me irony. Homer's rump plugging a gas leak instead of leaking gas is irony. Sure. I'm just surprised for the first time dad's preventing the release of toxic gas. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like- uh, Glant says, keep up the good work, team. Lance, thank you very much. Uh, we've got a 
text from Ewan we'll get to in a second here. Last week, St. Albert Kevin played the Chargers defense and Colts in two different leagues. Who would you stream as defenses this week? And who would you flex of Romeo Dobbs and Reed? Dobbs and Reed is like a, that's like a that's Singletary and Singletary Damian Pierce. Pierce. Question. Yeah, everything we just said about Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary, apply that to Romeo Dobbs and Jalen Reed. Yeah. Uh, but once again, if, if you if you flip a coin, if I had to pick one of the two, I'm going to say Jalen Reed. I liked what we've seen from him this year. Uh, Romeo Dobbs has been a, once again, I don't watch every snap of every Packers game like I do some other teams. Um, but I like, in terms of standouts, it's been more so Christian Watson and Jalen Reed for me, even though Romeo Dobbs has been, you know, similarly productive. But I, I would say Reed there. Um, but uh, I don't know if you, if where you stand on that, Connor, outside of the, the coin flip contemplation. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Romeo Dobbs, but Reed's made plays, so I think Reed might be the way to go. That That's probably where I lean. And then in terms of defenses, I mean, you're probably not starting the Chargers against the Broncos and the Colts, well... They, they give up some points, but they are playing the Bengals this week. Although the Bengals quarterback play wasn't bad. I, if you're looking like on the waiver wire for a, a defense that has a good matchup. It, you just, you can go to your standard ones. I mean, like even tonight, the Steelers, they have, yeah. uh, they have some really good defensive players and the Patriots offense stinks Packers Monday night against the Giants. Um, I don't know if they'd be available at this point or not, but the Dolphins uh, Monday night against the Titans. There's a few out there. There's a few. There's yeah. a few. Look for quarterback injuries and go from there. Yeah, there are a lot of Texans really, defense playing the Jets. Really ugly quarterback matchups this week, um, based on where we were at the start of the season, per se. JC Glazer says, as a Jets fans, if you're picking between Mahomes and Stroud, go with Mahomes. That Jets defense gets after the quarterbacks. They've made some really good quarterbacks look ordinary this year. Very true. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what we said, right? Like. That's a really good defense. I I would avoid that at all costs unless, you know, you have one of those elite guys. Mahomes and Mahomes taking on the Bills. They're going to need to put up points. Uh, Slurpee Sean says Reed, referring to Reed or Dobbs. Referring to Reed or Dobbs. Uh, we'll take a break here. When we come back, we'll let you know what's coming up on the station today. Uh, I'm going to grab Ewan's text and take a look at that so we can uh, jump into that it's regarding nhl and a lot of names so we'll talk about that when we come back uh, we'll mention the month of giving as well making money for the christmas bureau today and if you're a golfer you certainly want this if you're a family man i think you want this one too it is fantasy frenzy here on sports 1440 with hallie and douglas brought to you by wilhawk beef jerky welcome back to fantasy frenzy 1142 here in the city connor hallie brandon douglas with you here Brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Check them out online at wilhawkbeefjerky.com. 1-833-401-1440 is the text line if you want to get into the conversation here. Very quickly, though, just want to let you know what is coming up on the lowdown with Low Tide. Uh, of course, they will talk the Oilers after their big win over the Carolina Hurricanes last night. They'll take your text to do some NHL rumors. They'll be joined by Randy Miller, who covers the New York Yankees for NJ.com and the New York Star Ledger. They'll also hear from Mr. Begged Milk or Jean Shorts, whatever you'd like to call him. Uh, great insight from him as usual. Part of Oilers Nation, the Nation Network, and the Better Than Late podcast. Also, they will look ahead to the Oilers game against the Minnesota Wild, which will occur tomorrow uh, on the Jason Grayer show today. Of course, it will be month of giving. I'll let you know what we have coming up for that. Uh, but Gord Stelic will join us, Sirius XM and former NHL general manager. Also, Robin Brownlee, Terry Ryan will be by to co-host uh, the star of Shorzy. 
I've just finished Shorzy season two. I see that Hitch found a girl to listen to tunes with. So we'll see what happens in season three. They're filming that right now. We'll hear from Bobby Ryan, former Ottawa Senator. And uh, we'll talk about the Ottawa Senators. What's going on with that team right now? Mark Spector will be by. And then Luke Pierce, Edmonton Oil Kings head coach. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about uh, Star Wars night on Saturday and how the season's going. Of course, Star Wars night is presented by Sports 1440. Saturday, 7 o'clock, you can uh, join on the celebration. All things Star Wars. Fans are welcome to interact with over a dozen Star Wars characters who will be roaming the concourse pregame and during the intermissions at Rogers Place. It's the ultimate selfie opportunity. You can join members of the Sports 1440 on-air family who will be sitting in Section 122 taking in the game. One lucky fan and their guest will be selected from our section, Section 122, and will receive a private guided tour of the Oil Kings dressing room and the Hall of Fame room at Rogers Place. So if you want, want to come out tonight, or sorry, Saturday night, down at Rogers Place for the Oil Kings Medicine Hat Tigers game. Make sure you get tickets in section 122. We'll be there, and you could win a pretty cool prize. Tickets, 20 bucks. Go to uh, Ticketmaster or oilkings.ca for that one. And now, uh, what is coming up today on the month of giving, which we'll get going at 2 o'clock from till 6 o'clock on the Jason Greger Show. Uh, it's going to be raising money for the Christmas Bureau here in town. We've got an associate membership for the 2024 golf season at the Glendale now, this membership allows full access to the tee as a regular shareholder would have. Club storage and range are included in the dues. Immediate family become social members at the club with no additional charges. That's access to the facilities, the dining, the pool, which is fantastic in the summer. The value of this membership is $7,000. So uh, we're hoping to get at least face value on that one. Uh, if you're a member already and maybe you've got a friend who wants to get in on the action, let them know from 2 till 6 are going to raise money, a Glendale associate membership. All funds going to the Christmas Bureau. Two to six, you can text or call me at one 401 1440 Okay, back into the inbox. Ewan, hey guys, I have a trade where I send Kevin Fiala and Nylander and I get Thomas Hurdle and Braden Shen. Should I do it? Brandon, what do you think about that one? He will give up Kevin Fiala and William Nylander to get Thomas Hurdle and Braden Shen. Are you in or are you out? I, I think I'm probably out on this one. Um, I I don't, like, why are you trading away William Nylander? He's one of the best players in the NHL this season. And Kevin Fiala playing on that loaded Kings roster as opposed to getting guys from pretty underwhelming teams, the Sharks, outright bad. And the Blues, I mean, they're in the mix. They're in a wild card spot still, I think, um, without having checked the standings this morning. Um, I, 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 I don't think I care for this trade very much. I'm looking at he sent in the full roster that he has, and he's got a, a very solid team. But uh, Kiefer Shearwood is a rostered player who's only owned in two percent of leagues. Um, yeah, I, I would not be pulling the trigger on this one, Ewan. That's just my two cents. There you go. I trust your opinion on that one. So I'm going to, I'm going to ride with you. Uh, St. Albert Kevin texting in saying, would you play the Vikings defense? The Vikings defense is in Vegas, taking on the Raiders two o'clock kickoff on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, Danielle Hunter, I mean, that guy can get after the quarterback quite well. The Raiders, I mean, you're going up against a, a shaky quarterback, a young quarterback, AOC, AOC, Aiden O'Connell, Farva, 
Brett Farva <laughs> when he has the mustache going. <laughs> uh, it wouldn't be my top pick because I, I still do think that Devontae Adams can make you pay. Josh Jacobs, if they start pounding the rock, is more than capable. It wouldn't be my top pick, but I think there's worse options out there. Yeah, without without knowing what your other options are, like whether it be uh, on the waiver wire, or maybe you do possess or already own another defense. Um, I, I'm in the same boat as Connor here. It's it's not my top choice, but I mean, hey, you could also do a lot worse at the same time. So I will uh, if, if if your options are limited, I don't hate it because the Vikings defense is really really improved this year under uh, Brian Flores. Um, I like what they've been doing. They've kind of gotten better as the years progressed. So I don't hate it. The Vikings are not a particularly offensively dangerous team uh, outside of Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. But once again, you have a young, pretty inexperienced guy throwing the ball to, to Devontae. So there's always risk on, on that side of things. So yeah, I, I don't hate it. I think I like it a little bit more than what Connor's saying. But once again, I think they probably can find better ones on the waiver wire because I don't like most people stream defenses these days. Like there's very rarely that guys are owning defense on a week to week basis. So you might be able to scrape something else a little better off the waiver wire. Unholy goalie replying after his Swifty texting my very first text of 1440 and I dropped that on you guys. I pulled over and did 10 push-ups. I'm sure the honking was in support. I thought it was a prank when you guys left the air. I hadn't listened to the radio until this Monday. Glad you're back. I'll get back into text shape. Good, unholy goalie. I didn't think that was a bad text. No need to do push-ups. Uh, gl- I love seeing names pop up that I remember from down the dial. It's like, oh, good. <laughs> they're, they're back. They're back. You know, we're back. You're back. Uh, keep those texts coming in. We appreciate it. Mike says, hey, guys, give me your advice. Would you start Josh Allen or Tua this week? Full PPR league. Does PPR affect quarterbacks? Uh, it shouldn't, at least not in my experience, but that's good information all the same. Glad to, to know what you're dealing with, Mike. Um, we talked about the Chiefs and Bills game a little bit already, talking about Mahomes' upside compared to some other big names like, say, C.J. Stroud. This is a tough one. Um, Tua Tungavailoa going against the Titans on Monday night, Josh Allen playing the Chiefs. The Chiefs' defense is really good, and they can get after the quarterback. Of course, Josh Allen, if there's any QB that is somewhat – um, immune to pressure and being taken down even by the best defensive players, he'd probably be it because of his size and mobility, uh, being able to escape pressure. But man, how how can you go against the the Dolphins with what uh, with the options and weapons that Tua has? Um, even if it is like just screens or checkdowns to guys like Achan and Mostert, um, Tyree Kill is. We talked we talked about it pretty extensively this week. Uh, our, in our opinion, should be in the MVP consideration. I don't think you can go wrong here, but just because of the matchup, I think I'm going to say Tua. Yeah, I'm just looking here. The Titans defense gives up over 337 yards through the air. Or sorry, total. That'd be a lot of passing yards. Uh, (laughs) Tua would absolutely torch them. When it comes to points per game, on a really slow website, the Titans defense, kind of middle of the pack, 21.2 points per game. I I would go Tua. Mm -hmm. Now, who do I think the better quarterback is is another question. Yeah. Although Josh Allen, maybe this year, dropped off. He, 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 he's still the same guy. It's just the Bills are kind of a really weird team. Uh, Oilers fans can certainly relate to that where everything seems to be in place, but you're just not getting the results that you're hoping for. Um, yeah, like we said, the, the Chiefs-Bills game probably going to be a shootout because the Bills can still put up points with the best of them. But I think that Chiefs defense is going to give them some, some trouble because it has been very very good this year so like i said matchable on the titans d is just okay and we saw what their uh, special teams 
is capable of, or should I say incapable of. Last week, they looked like they'd be without a punter. Not sure how much that matters per se. But yeah, I think the matchup for Tua is is probably just a little better um, than what Josh Allen is facing. And with the weapons he has, that's a tough guy to sit uh, on any given week. Yeah, totally. And Mike McDaniel, I mean, I've praised him nonstop on this show. I absolutely love that guy. I mean, he's hilarious for one, Dolphins head coach, but he also does such a good job of scheming up that offense. They've got the weapons, Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddell, Raheem Mostert, Devon Achan, Jeff Wilson. They, they've got a track team there. They've got threats too. Like Braxton Berrios can make plays. In the, in the past, he has. Chase Claypool is a guy that's always going to make you want more, but they do have like a fifth-string receiver who's 6'4", 240, and runs a 4.340. Has Chase Claypool caught a pass as a member of the Miami Dolphins yet? Ooh. Like, you think he... The problem is, like, it's tough for a guy like him to even get on the field yeah. because of who's ahead of him on the depth chart and what we've already seen from him uh, this season and most of last as well. He had one reception against the Patriots for... 15 yards. Whoa, first down. How are you? Yeah. He also had an FD. First down. That's a Fuddrucker Saskatoon. <laughs> first down. I was wondering what the FD statistic was for, but yes, first down. Uh, he was targeted. He's only been targeted twice. Yeah. <laughs> so, he, no, he's not playing a big role in this <laughs> offense, but when you line him out there, he's looking intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> Does he play special teams out there? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, Ewan says it's a 20-man league that his hockey team was in, so that's that explains that's some of the, the players the key there. That's for Sherwood ownership. Yeah, and Ewan, I'm like, I don't, I just don't really get where your head's at with this trade. Like, I think the two players you're saying to trade away are the two best players in the trade. Don't do it. And once again, uh, current statistical, because um, without their numbers all stacked up beside each other here to give it full th- like. Better better players are better players, and guys get cold or get hot and vice versa. But like Fiala and Nylander, those are bona fide 30-goal guys. Thomas Hurdle and Braden Shen, uh, maybe in their best years, that case, but they're also both older, um, play on worse teams. And uh, the Leafs are, I guess, not uh, necessarily in the same mix as they maybe hope to be at this point. But yeah, I man, I'd, I'm still trying to wrap my head around why he would make this trade so don't do it there is. <laughs> maybe i'm totally like if someone's uh, if uh, someone's listening to this and thinks that i'm totally in the wrong here please let me know but i'm i'm scrambling to try and figure out what would make this trade viable and i'm i can't find a reason final text goes to tiger if kansas city's defense plays the same and a few guys catch some balls kansas city in the super bowl they don't have to go through the niners or eagles yeah, that, I mean, they have to go through the Ravens. They have to go through the Dolphins. They There are some competitive teams in the AFC. A Nathan Rourke-led Jacksonville Jags team? Watch out. Watch out. If you believe some people up here, this guy might be the next Joe Montana. Uh, he might be. But, <laughs> but also, it, like, the AFC is, there is no juggernaut, but I think there is more teams to, on any given, uh, like, any given playoff matchup could beat you. So, I... In theory, the path to the the Super Bowl is easier to the AFC, but you're not going to get as easy of a first-round matchup or something, I don't think, easier, especially if they don't get the bye. Yeah. So. And the NFC is going to be tough. Like, if you are the Eagles or Niners, 
odds are you have to go through the Cowboys too. Yeah. Then you have to go through those two teams. That'll be a tough battle for sure. A big thank you to everyone who tuned in today to the show. Really do appreciate it. one 401 Send a text to Alan Mitchell. Say hello. Send another text to Declan Kruger. Say hi. They would appreciate that going into their show. Uh, if you missed anything, make sure you head over to Apple. You can check out Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, give us a download. Give us a, a subscription. We really want to crack the top 200 in Apple. So if everyone listening goes out today and downloads the podcast, maybe we'll crack it. That would be cool. Until then, have a great day. Enjoy the Lowdown with Low Tide. Uh, we've got Jagger coming up at 2 o'clock. Another great package in the month of giving. Uh, great opportunity to help out local charities. And then tomorrow, it's the uh, Pyramid of Giving as well. So we'll raise a lot of money for that. Again, thank you for tuning in. Here, Candy, thank you for saying it was a damn fine show. We got through another one right now. Let's get to an update with Brandon Douglas, brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall, wilhockbeefjerky.com.